Hello and welcome to DC Trainings. I'm Dr. Scott Sawyer and today is about the conclusion of Module 5, which is the care plan renewal. So a big day today. We're going to wrap up Module 5. I want to welcome your questions. Uh, if you aren't able to ask them during the webinar, uh, be sure to email them to us at dctrainings at gmail.com but it's been a great module five, lifetime care. We're gonna dive into the uh, care plan renewal. Just to set the stage for this, I wanna let you know that the, you know, obviously that with converting um, care plans or renewing care plans into another care plan means that your patients are continuously staying with you. They're continuing their chiropractic care. So this is this is important because when whatever brings a new patient in to see you, whatever issue it is, whether it's pain or discomfort or whether it's wellness, they were referred in by a friend or a family member, setting them up on the initial care plan is much easier when you know they're motivated to start care with you. Motivating a patient to renew another care plan or a sequential care plan takes dedication on the part of the doctor and the team, the CAs, to educate that person about the importance of continued care. So it's, it's, it's critical that you follow the steps that I've shown you in module five to make sure that that happens. And if you're not having clarity around that topic or you're not seeing patients renew their care plans, go back and revisit the on, uh, there's two sections. It's ongoing visits, which was week one in module five. And then week two is DC ongoing visits. Those are the essential components to ensure that when you get to this point as of today, that your patients renew their care plan. So really important to go back and track that, uh, but let's get right into it and talk about the care plan renewal. The, the structure of this is that it occurs on the anniversary of every patient's report of findings and then every year thereafter, right? So when a patient comes in and they start their care plan, we want to set up a, a, a care plan that's 12 months long. It's That's our motto in DC trainings, which is lifetime care one year at a time. And then once that happens that first year, every year thereafter, we have this major milestone that we're looking forward to. And we're talking about with the patients. I just, I was in the office yesterday, adjusting patients, had a great day. And I, for several of the patients, I was talking about, we have just a few weeks left until your care plan renewal. I'm really looking forward to measuring your overall progress, setting up a new care plan for you. And I'm excited to mark that point in your care and really see how you're doing. And the response by those patients, was, which is very important, that's why I'm going over this, was on board with that. What I mean by that is that when I was talking about how I was looking forward to this occasion that the patients were saying, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, doctor. Meaning that in their mind, yes, this is a continual process whereby they're going to continue to receive chiropractic care to maintain optimum health, to be subluxation free, to experience life from a fulfilled position of ab health abundance, right? Feeling abundance because you're healthy and you can accomplish what you want to accomplish in life because you've got your health to back you up. That's the beauty of chiropractic. So we talked about that. I talked about that with several patients that yesterday. I'm sure many of you are too. But for those of you who are just learning how to set this up in your practice, just know this occurs on the anniversary of every patient's report of findings and then continuing every year thereafter 
to uh, to to perpetuate their their um their lifetime care with you. Okay, so let's let's keep going because now we're going to break it down into how these steps take place. So one to two weeks prior to this appointment, your CA completes a new X-ray or exam. Now I know some of us take new X-rays, some of us do new exams. Whatever the criteria is that you have in your practice for measuring this this big milestone, this is when we're going to use that. So it should happen in anticipation of the care plan renewal appointment, one to two weeks prior, maybe four weeks prior, depending on where you're at in your practice. Um, but but give yourself some time because there's some things that need to happen once this appointment is set. Okay, so in my office we take a new X-ray, so I'm going to use that as an example. So we complete the new x-ray or the exam. Well, I'm going to say x-ray. That's one to two weeks prior. And at the same time, one to two weeks prior, we also re-verify any insurance benefits. Sometimes it takes time to incorporate the insurance benefits into a care plan. You're calculating how many visits the insurance covers. You're calculating what the patient's out-of-pocket component's going to be. So you want to have time to calculate all that before you get to the actual appointment where the patient has you know the report of their findings on this okay so and I'm going to go into more detail on that once that's that's done right the insurance is reverified then we're going to complete the supportive care worksheet form it's the supportive care worksheet not the corrective care worksheet or the care plan worksheet the supportive care worksheet what does that mean that means that when a patient sets up their initial first year of care we're going to use the care plan worksheet. Subsequent to that, and every year thereafter, we're not going to use that care plan worksheet anymore. We're going to use the supportive care worksheet. And that has a different um, set of criteria in it, which I'll show you today. But we're going to complete that. And the patient adds their portion. What does that mean? We're going to go, there's, there's two forms that get completed. One is the supportive care worksheet by your team, by CAs. We'll do that. Or doctors, you'll do that. The second form is the corrective care completion form. Corrective care completion. That's the form that we went over last time, right? We just went over that last week. That's the form that you'll use when you do your care plan renewals. And I mean, I have a patient that I've seen for 15 years and every year for his care plan renewal, he fills out the same corrective care completion form in preparation for his care plan renewal. I know I'm throwing a lot of terms in there, but just stick with me because it'll make sense. So they complete their portion. Then we schedule that care plan renewal appointment, right? One to two weeks out. So now we have everything ready and we have all the information that we need. Now, again, one to two weeks prior now, the doctor's part steps in. So there, that the first part I just shared with you, that's more from the CA standpoint. Now we're going to talk about how the doctor gets involved. So for the doctor... When you have the results of that new x-ray in our example, or maybe it's going to be an exam, you'll then inspect the previous care plan. Okay, We want to see what happened in that, new, that previous care plan. Did they receive a sufficient amount of chiropractic care? Or did they miss half their appointments? Did they fall behind on their exercises? Did they have lots of flare-ups that shouldn't have happened? What was going on with that patient during that care plan? And Based on what was going on, do we want to change our new recommendations? Or I had a, pay, a care plan renewal yesterday with a patient. She's been coming in for 10 years. Great patient. 
her and her husband come in, fantastic patients. I didn't change anything. I already know what's working well for her. She's shared with me her feedback in the past. So it just took me a moment to look at her care plan, the previous one, and say, this is all good. I don't need to change anything. Let's set up a new care plan with the same recommendations, right? But you doctors, you want to be looking at this carefully because if for some reason their results have suffered, as I said, maybe they've missed appointments, you might modify the next care plan and change it accordingly. Okay. So that's why I say inspect that previous care plan. Based on that, we create the new care plan and then we give that to our CAs to calculate the cost of that new care plan. You follow? So I know some of you don't have CAs uh, and that's great. You're doing this yourself. So in this case, what you would do is inspect their previous care plan and then you're going to incorporate the costs of the new care plan. So let's dive into that and I'll show you how to do it. Here's the supportive care worksheet. Um, I want to pause for just a minute because some of you have already told us you're getting the email with our new uh, podcast announcement. So we're actually doing these through a podcast platform as well. And on that, most of you, I think, are probably listening to the podcast. Maybe you're going for a jog or you're driving in your car and you're listening to the podcast so you can learn these tools with DC trainings without actually seeing the visual on the screen. So I'm, I'm doing more description in the webinar now so that for those of you who are just listening, you'll know what I'm referring to. So, um, so you, anyways, you'll hear more detail around that. So the supportive care worksheet, which we can see on our screen right now, has three main sections. The first section, which we're looking at at the top, has the patient's care plan details. So in this case, we have our patient, Mary, Mary patient, who's going to have one visit a week for 12 months. That's 52 adjustments over a 12-month care plan. Then we're going to have, uh, we're not, in this case, we're going to do a re-exam at six months, a new x-ray again at 12 months. Now, why would I do a re-exam at six months on a patient who is potentially coming in for years? Hmm, probably not going to do that. But maybe if it's the patient's first year of care, I might decide, you know, I want to check in with them halfway and just make sure that they're responding well. Or maybe I don't want to wait a full 12, 12 months to reconnect with the patient on some aspect of their progress. Maybe there was a bone spur that was worsening, or there was a disc that had thinned, or maybe the curve in their neck was more reversed. These are examples of why, even though I'm going to schedule a 12-month care plan, I may want to schedule another check-in or checkup or progress exam midstream to make sure that everything's going well and and the way we need it to. Okay. So so you might want to schedule that, uh, as I said, for patients who've been coming in for a long time, probably not going to do a, a re-exam. Anyways, at the end of the 12 months, now we're going to take another x-ray. So we're planning ahead now. And here I have an LC. Now on the LC, that x-ray is um, a lateral cervical. And one thing that you may want to do, because obviously we always want to reduce our exposure of x-rays to our patients, but at the same time, we want to be accountable for the results that we're getting on their progress. So let's say a patient comes in and they have a subluxation in their neck in their cervical spine, and they have a subluxation in their lumbar spine. And if they've been coming in you know, for a while, maybe I'll just decide that every other year, I'm going to look at their cervical spine. And on the in-between years, I'm going to look at their lumbar spine. In other words, I don't have to x-ray their whole spine every time to determine their progress. I could simply just x-ray the, the worst area, the most advanced subluxation or advanced subluxations, maybe it's two areas, 
And I could rotate or alternate those views year after year. So I'm keeping the exposure to a minimum. So just a, a little trick we've learned over the years. And uh, it's a great way to, to keep tabs on your patient's progress, but at the same time, not expose them uh, too much to unneeded x-ray. Okay. So as always, we for the, um, the recommendations, now we're at the bottom of this top section, the doctor needs to sign that, right? So that shows clearly that this is a recommendation that was done by the doctor. It's not a cookie cutter approach where you just tell your CAs, hey, make everybody this care plan. That's what everybody gets. And I'm out of the loop. No, doctors, you're the one that's responsible for the recommendations. Your signature should be there showing that you did that. Now, as far as the next section, now the calculations of the, uh, the cost for the care plan, that can be done by a CA. So we're going to get into that here. Although there was a couple things still by the doctor. Doctor, want, I still want to recommend that they do traction. I'm going to give them some exercises, uh, which again, from the corrective care completion topic, which we did last week, the exercises are the same sheet that I gave them before. So here it starts to become a repetition. I mentioned the, the patient I saw yesterday, she's been coming in for 10 years. I attempted to give her the exercises you know, for an, as another copy. She said, no, that's okay, doctor. I already have that. I've been doing them for years. I don't need another copy. So, but a nice way to say that, a polite way is, do you need another copy of this exercise? Instead of saying, are you doing your exercises? Because <laughs> then that's kind of accusing them. So a polite way would be just to say, would you like another copy of these exercises? And then you'll know real quickly if they say, yeah, please, I need that. Then you know, well, they probably haven't been doing them very much. But if they say, no, that's okay, I already have them, then great, you've got a compliant patient and they're getting better results based on that compliance. Okay, so let's keep going. So we have 52 visits for this care plan. This is the second section now for cost. We're gonna go over cost, discounts, options in this section. Cost, discounts, options. So the cost for the whole care plan with 52 visits at $100 per visit average is 5,200. There's going to be two x-rays in there, but that's part of that $100 average. So we're not going to add an extra charge. You could if you wanted to. Maybe you outsource your x-rays. Maybe you, there is a charge that needs to be in there. Or maybe there's an x-ray re uh, report that's written by an outside source. So if you do have extra costs associated with x-rays, those would go here. Then um, the total, right? The total in our case is going to be that 5200 now we're going to factor in the insurance. Well, in this case, the insurance we're anticipating is going to be a lump sum payment. We went over that in module four, financial arrangements, a uh, lump sum payment of a thousand per year, meaning that the remaining balance is the 5,200 minus the thousand we're expecting from the, the insurance, leaving a balance of 4,200. Now, since that 4,200 represents the part of their care plan that is not covered by insurance, we can actually discount that. We can offer a cash payment discount or a direct pay discount. So we're going to drop that down in this case by 50%. Now I'm using 50% as an arbitrary number. You can decide whatever your percentage is going to be based on what you want your bottom line income to be for that for those visits or that care plan. You could apply a multiplier or coefficient of 40% off, 20% off, 60% off, 70% off, whatever that percentage is you want to get down to the bottom line of how much you expect to be collecting per visit. 
for all of your visits in the office. In this case, we're using 50%. So then from there, we're going to jump over to the middle section, right? So we have a 50% discount, leaving a new balance of 2100. Now we'll get to our options. So we did cost, discounts. Now we're going to talk about options. Well, the options are the monthly enrollment, right? So monthly enrollment would mean that you get an additional 10% off by having your payments automatically processed every month on a specific date. Say it's the fourth of the month and there's a certain amount. So the savings for that is 10%, which is $210 off of the whole care plan. So the balance due would now be $1,890. In this case, they're going to do a deposit, which is 20%. So 20% deposit, leaving 11 months at $137 a month. Now that would be for monthly enrollment. If they choose to do the prepaid discount, which is a 20% discount, then they get a discount of $420, leaving a total balance due of $1,680. And actually, in the case of the woman I'm using as an example from yesterday, she and her husband always prepay for their care plan for the whole year. So in this case, uh, her balance due would be $1,680, and that's paid now, and it covers all the visits for the year. So, so that's the prepaid discount. So we went again, we went through costs, discounts, options. Remember those three sequential steps in the flow. Now, here's what that completed care plan looks like. In the case of the supportive care worksheet, I really want to emphasize this because in the supportive care worksheet, uh, you want to make sure that you use this one because the bottom section I'm about to show you does a what we call a reconciliation or a comparison of the previous care plan. We need to compare notes with the previous care plan. And ultimately, this is to protect your bottom line and make sure that you maintain a profitable practice. Okay, so this bottom section, the reconciliation, or as it says here, the past corrective care plan details or past care plan details, it's going to show us how we did on the last one. And I'll give you some parameters around this. So in the last care plan, we recommended 70 visits. Let's say that was their first year of care. Did the patient actually come in for 70 visits? Remember, these are the ideas or the, the um, variables that you need to look at as to what you're going to be recommending in the next care plan, right? So it all comes together on this form. So did they come in for 70? Well, in this case, yes, she came in for 70, which means that her average per visit was 44. And I'll show you why. She did monthly payments of 263 per month. She has uh, current with her, she's current with her payments. So there's no balance due. It was monthly enrollment. That's the type of payments she was making. And the total payment was 4150 meaning that was the amount that the insurance paid which is here uh, of $1000 plus the 12 months of payments of 263 or sorry 11 months of 263 plus her first month deposit okay so all of those came out to 4150 and ended up uh, when we divided it all out we with the insurance and the amount she paid her per visit in amount that she paid was $44 per visit. Okay. So not, you know, that's, that's a great income. I know that there's some of you in different States and different cities, different counties. So your all of our rates are going to be a little different as far as our fees, but you know, having, having that income of 44 per visit, uh, at least in the state of California, that's, that's a fair amount. So uh, we want to also bring in the verification that we did on the new insurance. So this is the insurance for the new year. And in this one, based on that new insurance verification, we're anticipating a thousand again from the insurance. 
So it means your insurance probably didn't change. And now here's the whole corrective or supportive care, sorry, supportive care worksheet completed and ready to go before the patient's care plan renewal appointment. Okay. So now the patient comes in. So upon arrival, the reception CA brings them back to a private room, pulls up their file through whatever your software is, and asks the, asks the patient to lie down, then leaves the form outside for the doctor, right? So this way, doctors, you could be doing your rounds, seeing patients, and then you come across this room and here's this supportive care worksheet and new care plan right outside the room ready for you to go in with the patient. So adjust the patient first because they're already laying down. And then I'll read these and then I'll give you an example. A customized compliment, name and define the subluxation, primary concerns and effects. We review those and show the original x-ray. So we're going to put the original x-ray up first. I'm going through this a little faster because I'm about to show you the script that follows all these details. So we're going to show the original x-ray. Then we're going to show the current x-ray. Then we're going to show them the new care plan, which I showed you on that supportive care worksheet. Now we're going to have a conversation about flare-ups, right? Flare-ups can occur. And basically what that means is let's say that the patient's been coming in for years, right? And they, um, well, actually let's use a first year patient because let's say they've been doing great with their adjustments, but they did have a subluxation that had some degeneration in it, meaning it had some permanent changes. They're going to be doing much better long-term, but they may have a flare-up from time to time. And so we want them to know that doesn't mean that they're back to square one with their progress. It just means that there is some permanent damage, there's some vulnerability, and they might have a flare-up from time to time relating to that chronic condition. That's number one. Number two, though, about flare-ups is we're getting into the rainy season. And uh, I don't know about you, but how many of you would like to have more patients come in that are PI cases and you could take care of them? Well, a lot of times with PI cases, personal injury cases, the insurance pays 100% for the visits that they need relating to that accident. So I had a patient come in recently who was in a fender bender and came in after the fender bender and filled out an ouch form and said, my neck is sore. From a, from a car accident. And I went in to adjust him and I saw the ouch for him. He didn't think it was a big deal, but when I was palpating his neck, I could feel how tight it was. Turned out he had a whiplash injury. Well, it's very important that our patients let us know if there's a flare-up because that could change the course of their care. And this is a perfect example of that. So we want to make sure that ahead of time, we're letting patients know if you ever have a flare-up or some kind of an injury or something, be sure to let us know right away and that way we can take care of it and get it resolved for you as quickly as possible. So, um, so that's, that's important. There's one other piece to this that I want to add. What's important about this is that when patients come in uh, with a flare-up or an accident like this, they need to know that you're the person to go to, right? Let's say that somebody stopped coming in during the course of their care. You haven't seen them for a month or two and, and you haven't been able to get a hold of them. And then they have that, that car accident. Well, the first person they're going to think of, if you had told them this before, is you, right? If you told them, hey, if you ever had like a fender bender or a fall or an injury, come back in right away so we can evaluate you. And then lo and behold, they were feeling great, had no symptoms, stopped coming in, but then they had a flare up. Then your voice is going to come back up in the back of their mind. They're going to say, wow, I'm having this flare up. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, doctor said, I need to come back if this happens. So I'm going to call and make an appointment, even though I haven't been there for two months. 
So it's really a great way to, to have your patients staying connected with you, even though they may not be under active care, you'll be the first person they call if something comes up. So um, just another way to, to uh, plant that seed and uh, have your patients coming back in to see you when they need it or when they perceive see that they need it. Okay, so um, then we're gonna confirm the payment amount. We're gonna compliment them for follow through and compliance, right? Let, let them know how much you appreciate taking care of them. Let them know that you are happy with their results and that you know they're just they're a great patient and you appreciate that. So let them know that. Take the time to do that. And maybe leave leave out the compliance part if they've been missing a bunch of appointments, but it's still a good thing to compliment them. And then ask for feedback. So uh George, I just wanted to check in and ask you, how's your progress been? Have you are you happy with your adjustments? Are you happy with your care in the office? See, in my office, I have an associate doctor that works with me. And so many of the adjustments are many of the patients he sees. Like I don't come into the office on Fridays. He's here on Fridays. So if a patient decided they're only going to come in for their adjustments on Fridays, I might not see them for literally a whole year until it gets to this appointment. So I want to check in and ask them, how have your adjustments been? How's your care been in the office? Is there anything that we can do to serve you better? And this is a good time to do that. Walk them up to the front desk, and then I leave to see other patients. That process takes about 15 minutes. Okay. Now we're not done yet because my CA now is going to go over the next step, right? So I've left the patients there with my CA. Now my CA is going to schedule a new, uh, set up a new schedule, right? They're going to give them a copy of the, the exercises. So they get another copy. And remember, actually, I need to back up because they'll give that to them, but in my office, my CAs paperclip it to the supportive care worksheet so that I can actually hand it to them. And that's why I was saying, I'll hand it to them and say, do you need another copy of this? And they say, yes. Or they say, no, no, I've got it, doc. I'm good. So they can give them that or doctors, you can do it yourself. Collect their payment and give them a gift. So obviously in the case of a patient who's been coming in for 10 years, I want to do something special for them. So you might have a t-shirt with your logo on it. You might have a hat with your logo. I like to give gifts that are personalized from my office or to take it a step further. I also recently had a patient who's been coming in for 24 years. Her name's Carolyn. And she, for her, because they've been great patients for so long, I bought her a gift certificate at their favorite restaurant. So I gave that to them and just said, you know, have a great time. We really appreciate you. You've been coming in for so long. Go out with your husband and have fun. It's on us and uh, enjoy. And then that was just a nice gift. So you can customize those gifts uh, as needed. And that wraps up our care plan renewal. As always, I appreciate you being on our call today. Let's make our practices as successful as they can be to help more people, to help the people in our community to enjoy optimum health and doing that through a subluxation-free lifestyle. Thanks again for joining. If you would like to become a member of DC Trainings, be sure to head on over to dctrainings.com to get started today.